Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. My year of jubilee, I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus name amen so God we say have your way today get the glory out of everything I take authority over this atmosphere in the building and online let there be jubilee in the building and online let there be celebration why because you've been good to us let there be emancipation where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and let there be restoration God give us our fire back give us our joy back anything that we forfeited up to the enemy God I pray you give it back to us and you give it back to us better in Jesus name can you just worship God for five seconds like he's about to speak to you Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on, online. God's about to speak to you. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. On your way to your seat, elbow somebody and say, you're going to have to fight the war. 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 And before I even get any further in the message, you're going to have to fight. But let me tell you how it's going to end. You're going to win. I don't have any people that evidently heard what I said right there. You're going to have to fight, but let me tell you how it's going to end before you ever get to the fight. You are about to be victorious. I... Come on, elbow somebody say, you're going to fight, but you sure enough going to win. Come on, grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this series on this month is called Don't Get Punked. And what does that mean? The word punked or the phrase punk, it means to be intentionally fooled in some way, to trick or to deceive. Pay attention. The enemy's desire is to try to punk you. That's why 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says, lest Satan should take advantage of us or punk us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So this whole series has been designed to expose his devices so that you can defeat his devices because you cannot conquer what you cannot first confront. For some of you, this whole month has been about God making you confront certain things so that you can conquer certain things. I need you to just touch somebody close to you and say, you're going to conquer. You're going to conquer. You're going to. 
Uh-uh, uh-uh. I need you to touch somebody that feels like the rest of this year is about to be the best of this year. Why? You've dealt with enough trash. You've dealt with enough trifling folk. You've dealt with enough tears. You've had enough trauma. I just need a few of y'all. I don't like the way some of y'all are looking. Get your face together. You are about to be victorious. Touch somebody say, you are about to win big time. Let's go. Let's go. Your face should reflect victory. And when I say I don't like the way some of y'all are looking, your face looks, watch me, like you're not certain if you're about to win. Your face looks like you're not certain if things are about to turn in your favor. Your face is like, well, Bishop, but you don't know what I'm going through. What if I told you it doesn't matter what you're going through? Because let him that stole, he will not be able to steal any longer. So for some of you, fix your face. Stop letting the devil see you sweat. Baby, watch me smile. You could be walking through a valley, but I'm going to smile. You could be going through the worst day of your life, and I will smile. You can want to slap the taste out of somebody's mouth, but I'm going to smile. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Touch your neighbor and say, fix your face, please. Got to look like you victorious. You got to look like the devil ain't going to see you sweat. You got to look like the rest of this year going to be the best of this year. You got to look like your money's about to upgrade. You got to look like you're about to walk into your new property, walk into your new office, walk into your new joy, walk into your new relationship with God. Open up your mouth, please, and say the rest of this year will be the best of this year. Let's go. He that is stolen from you will steal no longer. So this message is called the weapons of our warfare. And I need you to hear me because many, we live in a day where people want to win, but they don't want a war. We live in a day where people want favor, but they don't want to fight. We live in a day where people want victory, but they don't want to have to go through a valley. We live in a time where microwave seems attractive, and the only reason it seems attractive, pay attention, is because we think that if, if it's done faster, that it's going to be good. But what I've discovered is sometimes when it's going to be good, it takes time. I'm not a chef, but I like watching Food Network, and I know I got chefs in the building. There are some things you cannot rush. Let's go. You can't rush a good macaroni and cheese because it's going to come out like craft. Watch me, and you are not an eight-year-old. Y'all better talk to me. There are certain things you cannot rush. So the reason that certain things have taken some time in your life and have had to go through a process in your life is because God wanted to make sure that when you got it, it would be good to you. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. What does that mean? Lacking nothing, and he adds no sorrow, which means I'm not going to get a blessing and then it become a burden. I'm not going to get victory and then wish I was still in the valley. You're not going to get a relationship and then wish that you could get out of it. Y'all ain't going to talk. You're not going to get a house and then not be able to pay for it. You're not going to get a new automobile and then wish that you had something else. I'm going to tell some of y'all your best days. You ready? You're about to step into them right here and right now. If I'm talking to you, pop up out your seat one time and just step. If I ain't talking to you, sit down. But for the rest of us, get up out your seat, step, step. I'm stepping into my best because I've had to overcome all of the rest. Grab a seat. So watch me, watch me, watch me. Satan wants you to think that you're in a war that you can't win. But the devil is a liar. He wants you to think that you're not going to be victorious. He wants you to think, and, and here's what he does. Sometimes he'll send so much at one time that it feels like you're never going to be able to conquer it. 
But I need you to say this with authority in your voice. Say, but the devil is a liar. Second Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of our warfare. What is warfare? It is a series of battles or struggles. You missed it. The war is not one battle. It's not one struggle. Warfare is a series of battles and a series of struggles. Okay, so January had a battle. February had a battle. March had a battle. April had a battle. May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Which means, here's my celebration, if I outlasted all of my battles and struggles, what is God about to give me for my reward? What is God about to give me for lasting? Come on, elbow somebody say, you made it to the end of the year. Let's go. Let's go. For the weapons of our warfare, it's a series of battles and struggles. They're not of the flesh, which means we do not fight. Watch me. We fight spiritually first, so we know what to do naturally, which means before I respond, I pray. Before I send the email back, I pray. Before you text back, you pray. Before I respond in the natural, I have to be spiritual so I know what to do in the natural. Because sometimes the response that I'm supposed to give is nothing. Because there's certain battles where the Bible says you will be silent and you will only need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Because God is going to torture them and they sleep until they turn up and turn that thing for your favor. Let's go. We fight spiritually first so we know what to do naturally. And your neighbor, watch me, your neighbor has gotten so good at fighting that they think they can fight without God. Your neighbor has gotten so good at winning battles that they think that it's them that's winning the battle and it's not God through them that's winning the battle. I'm here to tell everybody under the sound of my voice, watch me, if God ain't fighting for you, what you think is victory is only temporary. But when God fights for you, watch me, his favor is for a lifetime, which means this victory is going to last me forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And like he told the Hebrews, the Egyptians you see today, you will see no more again forever come on lay your hands on yourself say be spiritual be spiritual be spiritual uh-uh say it 915 with authority say be spiritual be spiritual online type it in the comments be spiritual come on youtube be spiritual facebook be spiritual we fight spiritually first so we know what to do naturally it doesn't mean that there's nothing i'm supposed to do naturally it just means that i need to know what i'm supposed to do naturally Look what it says. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power. Mm. Which means you look at me crazy because I shout. But my shout has divine power. Because the scripture teaches that my shout is like the ram's horn, which is a shofar. And what does the shofar do? It calls things that are out of order into order. What does the shofar do? It makes an army arise in my defense. Say, it has divine power. See, you think sowing doesn't make sense, but my seed has divine power. Because while I sleep and slumber, my seed never sleeps nor slumbers. Which means my seed, my seed has the ability to go fight for me and go create a harvest for me in my future based on where I am in my present. Watch me. It says, but have divine power to destroy what? Strongholds. What's a stronghold? This is something that has control over all three parts of your existence. See, you and I are tripart beings, which means we are spirits. That's the real us. 
That's your subconscious mind. We possess a soul. That's our conscious mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And we live in a physical body. Body, yada, yada. You ready? A stronghold is something that when you're in the battle, it gets your spirit. When you're in the battle, it gets your soul, your mind, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. And watch me. Then it paralyzes your body. So now you're tired and you're trying to figure out why. It's because your warfare has become a stronghold. I'll talk over here because y'all don't look like you understand what I'm saying. Well, ask me. When you're in a series of battles or a series of struggles, which means warfare, this thing can become a stronghold to you. So if you don't respond spiritually first, look at me, it can get, look at me, it can get your spirit. So now when you would pray, you're like, I don't even feel like it. When you would worship, you're like, I don't even feel like it. When you would shout, you'd be like, it don't take all of that. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Last time it took all of that and you got the victory. So how now all of a sudden does it not take what it took to get you? So it's got your spirit. So now watch me. So now you ain't logging into church online. Now you're not coming into the building. Watch me. Now watch me. Then it starts with one. Then it turns into a couple. Then before you know it, that thing has got a stronghold on you. So you feel weird when you do watch. You feel weird when you do come into the building. You feel weird when you are online. Why? Because it's got a stronghold over you to try to shut you down. But the devil is a... But then it gets a hold of your soul, your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So now your mind begins to become a circle because this thing has got a stronghold, which means the only thing you can think about is that battle and is that struggle. Look at me like that's the only thing going on in your life. So you'll miss all of the good things that are happening because this thing has become a stronghold. It's got your mind on lock. So every time you try, you couldn't even have a good Thanksgiving. Why? Because your warfare had your mind on lock. You couldn't even enjoy the fact that you got money in your pocket because it's got your mind on lock. You couldn't even enjoy the fact that you got help in your body because it's got your mind on lock. You're looking at the one problem and you're missing the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of promises. But I need you to touch somebody close to you and say, but that stronghold is going to be broken today, 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 today. Come on, online, just type it. Today, 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 today. So, so it's got your soul. It's got your mind. It's got your thoughts, which means the only thing you're thinking about is your warfare. The only thing you're thinking about is your battle. The only thing you're thinking about is what you're dealing with. The only thing you're th and you act as if that's the only thing that's going on, and that's the only thing you can seem to think about. So watch me. So you're sitting at the table, but you're distant. You're sitting, watch me, around people who are asking you questions, and you've checked out because it has a stronghold on you. Some of you are looking at me right now in this building or watching me right now, and that warfare has a stronghold on you. Watch me, because it's got your thoughts. You can't even think about the Lord because you're trying to think about what am I going to do when I get to the office tomorrow? What am I going to do with this situation? The first is coming up. What am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about that? So what ends up happening is you miss your now, so you forfeit your future. But I need you to touch somebody close to you. Say, but that's not going to be your story. That's not going to be your story. Your mind, your thoughts, your will. So then when you're in warfare, your will becomes, watch me, your will begins to wilt. In other words, it begins to, now you just, you just get out the bed. Because your warfare has got you, it's, it's beginning to wither your will. So, so you, while you used to take time to do excellent, now you're like, look, it's whatever it is. You don't even care about being excellent. You come out the house with a stressed out ponytail. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We can see the stress on your ponytail, boo. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? You ain't gonna say nothing to me? 
You ready? Watch me, watch me, watch me. Because your warfare has withered your will. Y'all ain't gonna talk. Watch me. We can see that you're dealing with some warfare. And I need you to be the type of believer that you never let the devil see you. You can be going through a whole lot, but you're like the psalmist. I will bless the Lord when, 9.15, at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Help on somebody close to you. Say, things are about to change for you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Your mind, your thoughts, your will. Your will begins to wither. So now you can't even think about what your plans are. You can't even get a plan out of your problem. Because your warfare has got you in all these battles. And so by the time you can finally think about it, it's not that you're physically tired. Sometimes your mind is wore out. Am I talking to anybody? Your mind is so wore out. You're like, listen, I'm just going to go to bed. Look, here you are going to sleep at 730. Y'all ain't going to sit there. And it ain't because you got to get up at four. Because what's crazy is you'll wake up and still be tired. Because the warfare has become a stronghold over your mind, thoughts, will, watch me, and your emotions. So now you're popping off on the wrong one. Now you're becoming inconsistent with the wrong one. Now, watch me, now you're cussing out the wrong one. Now you're forfeiting the wrong thing. Now you're loving who hates you and you're hating who loves you. Now you're doing right by who does you wrong and who does you right. You're doing them right and they're still going to do because it's got a stronghold over all three parts of your existence. So, so watch me. The Bible says that our weapons, what do they do? They destroy strongholds. 915. I need you to make this declaration. Say, I have weapons that will destroy strongholds. And I need you to make this declaration with all of the strength in your voice. Say, and today, every stronghold my warfare has had me in. That's about to break. Get me out of this. 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 Can you touch two people say, you're coming out of this. Get me out of this. Get me out of this. You got too much life ahead of you. You got too much victory ahead of you. You got places to go and people to see and things to do. Get me out of this. Get me out of Let's go. So, so, if, so, so if our weapons, so, so if our weapons have divine power, then the question is, Bishop, what are our weapons? If, if they can do this, what are our weapons? You ready for this? Say, Lord, speak to me loud and clear. Jeremiah 51, 20. This is God speaking. You are my hammer and weapon of war. With you, I break nations into pieces. And with you... I destroy kingdoms, which means I change things. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This means I don't just have weapons. 915, this means I am. 
I preach my own self happy. I am the weapon. Would you point to somebody and say, you are the weapon. This is why the devil wants you to commit suicide. This is why he wants you to lay in bed all day. This is why he wants you to press. Because you are the... Let's go. Let's go. Look at somebody say, I am the weapon. So now we see why the stronghold comes against you. To get your spirit, your soul, and your body. Because I don't have them. I am one. I don't just have a hammer. <laughs> Watch me. I am a hammer. I, I don't just have weapons. I am a weapon. You ready? So now, so now we understand why the enemy wants you wore out, tired, stressed, frustrated, angry, incapable of dealing with situations. Because the truth is, it's not that I'm trying to get a weapon. Say it. I am. Which means when I showed up, God said, I wish a ninja would. When you stepped into the room, God said, I just sent my sword. When you step on the job, God says, I just sent my best Shout, I am a weapon. And pay attention. You are my hammer. You use a hammer for two things. Why does he say hammer? Because the first part of a hammer you use to make some things secure. But with the other part of the hammer, you use to rip some stuff up. Which means for some of you between the now and the end of this year, God says there's some things I'm about to secure in you. But there's some stuff I'm about to snatch it up out of your. You wouldn't get rid of them. So I'm about to snatch them up. up. I'm about to snatch up that depression. Snatch up that anxiety. Snatch up your insecurity. Let's go. Let's go. He says, you are my hammer. And you are my weapon of what? War. Say war. So what is warfare? A series of battles and struggles. Which means God says, I built you to be able to deal with a series. So for everybody, I'm just so tired. Shut your mouth. You're built for this. I'll talk over here because you don't know how to shout over here. When you're going through things, you're like, God, I don't know how much more of this I can take. You can take some more. Because you are built for this. Bishop, I just don't know. I got so much on my plate. Guess what? This is why you get to eat more. You miss your shout. There's more on your plate. But have you noticed how you're living better than everybody else you know? Have you noticed how God keeps making ways for you? He ain't making for nobody else. Have you noticed how your money's going up while other people's money is getting funny and change is getting strange? You got a lot on your plate, but baby, that's why you eat like you do. Let's go. Let's go. He says, he says, you are my weapon of war. It's just so much, but you're built for it. I just got so many things to think about, but you're built for it. I got this, I got this, I got that, I got that. It's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. God is like, I know, I know, I know. This is why I didn't make you a weapon of battle. 
I made you a weapon of war. Which means I know you just finished last week's battle. How in the hell am I already dealing with another one on Sunday? But I was built for I need you to touch three people and say, you're built for it, you're built for it, you're built for it, you're built for it, you're built for it. it. Uh Uh-uh, I need you to touch three people, like I said, you're built for it, you're built for it, you're built, you're built for it, you're built for it. Hell, by the way, is not profanity. It is a Greek word that comes from the word Gehenna, which means hot trash. You ready? Like, Bishop, I just finished dealing with this. I couldn't even enjoy my car ride. And now I'm dealing with something else. I just finally solved this problem. And now I got an email dealing with another problem. I just finished that problem. And now I got a text with another problem. You ready for this? You might have 99 problems. But a weapon ain't one. Because whatever he puts in front of me, I'm built for it. <laughs> Come on, just encourage the person next to you. You got three more, touch your neighbors. Just, you're going to use one of them. Oh, no, you got four more, so we're going to use one. Just, just elbow them say, you're built for this. That's why, have you noticed? This is about to make me shout. If I run off the stage, y'all play shout music and church is over, okay? This is why you've been bending. But you have not. But you have not broken. You've been bending. But you have not. Please say, but I have not broken. It's been feeling like the matrix. You've been bending, but you have not broken. Because you were built for this. You were born for this. Everybody else saying, I don't know how you could. And the truth is, you got to be like, I don't know how I'm doing it either. Let's go. Let's go. You, You are God's weapon. And you are a weapon. So, so here's what happens. People say, God needs to do something about this. He says, I sent you. Somebody needs to say something about this. God says, I sent you. Use all that little talking you're doing in your car and go do it in there. Use all these little passive-aggressive Facebook posts you got and go say it to who you're trying to say it to. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? I ain't scared of you. I'm a weapon, which means I will (laughs) judo chop. Listen, you are God's weapon, and you are a weapon, which means everything you need is all you already have. Let me back it up and say it another way. Everything I need, I already have. Because some of y'all keep saying, if they would just give me some money, you're going to take $5. Look at me, look at me. I was watching, I was watching, I was watching on, on, on Thanksgiving. I was watching, so, so, so when I'm in the gym, I go to school. 
What do you mean you go to school? It means I, I keep myself encouraged. So, so I was listening to this story of this woman in Nashville. She took five dollars. Able to person next to you say five on it. She took five dollars and turned it into ten million. Look at me. Wait, 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 wait. Say, what did she do, Bishop? She was listening to a man of God. And the man of God said, there's two ways you can get out of debt. He said, you can have a bake sale or you can sell all your stuff. She had sold all her stuff, went through a bad divorce. She didn't have anything to sell. Nor did she know how to bake. But she went to the store, got her some box mix, had her a bake sale. One of the ladies at the bake sale, I'm trying to prophesy what's about to happen to you. One of the ladies at the bake sale said, these cupcakes are amazing. What she didn't know is it was her first batch of ever making cupcakes. She just learned how to follow the instructions. She says, I want to place an order. She says, I need 600 of these cupcakes for my company next week. She looks at the lady like, okay. She could tell, the lady could tell that she didn't have the money to get the cupcakes. She says, I'll pay you as you get them done. She says, so you won't wait to the end. You get the first hundred, I'll pay you. So she started flipping her money. So she, she never got into debt. She, watch me, she never took a loan. She never did any of that. She's got multiple locations in multiple cities. Watch me. And five years ago, she was broke, busted, and disgusted. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? God has saved the best of this year. Until the last of this year. And you're about to use what you got. You're about to use what you got to get what you want. Here's one of your three touching neighbors. Touch them and say, you already got what you need. She took $5 and she kept flipping it. She took $5. What's five? Grace. What's five? Favor. What's God? Supernatural. David took five smooth stones. Didn't even have to use all five of them. David just used the first one. And the first one took Goliath down. David already had the stones. What you have is all you need. Say your name. Say what you have is all you need. So if you're the weapon, the question becomes, how does then Satan get you to not be what you are? Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart uh -oh, with all vigilance. From it, from it flow the springs of life. Which means you are your heart. I'll say it again. You are your heart. So let's break this verse down and then we're out of here. Proverbs 4.23. Keep. This means watch, observe. Inspect for hidden things that have been injected your heart. You know why so many weapons are weary? Is because there's some contamination in your heart. You let that last person that was in your life poison your heart. And so now you're walking around poison, poison, poison. All right, Sam, all right. Come on, Sam, all right. What? Come on here. We're going to do the Spanish version of poison. Listen, come on here. I like it. All right. Let's go. Okay, look. Let's see. Look at the neighbor and say, watch yourself. 
It's so easy for you to see everybody else's heart and miss your own. Because what happens is, what, since you're the weapon, what happens is, is that the enemy, what he does is, is as you're going through life, here, come here, as you're going through life, his whole goal is to inject something into you. This is why you have to be careful who you let in your life. You have to be careful who you, you just can't be going to little lunches with people. What do you want to go to lunch for? This is why you can't just be hanging out with folks just to be hanging out. What do you want to hang out for? Because you might inject something. Put that in your pocket. Now they're gone. But they left you with something that they injected. And now watch what's happened. Watch what's happened. Watch what's happened. And now your heart, and now your heart, look at the next part of the verse. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance. Next part of the verse. Because what happens, it says, because out of it flow the issues of your life. Out of it flow who you are and what you do. So you're weary because somebody injected their weariness. You stress because somebody injected they You tired because somebody injected they tired. So what does vigilance mean? Vigilance means concentrated attention over a prolonged period of time to detect the appearance of something different. All right, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. He says, you're going to have to pay close attention to you over a period of time to detect when you've become different. Let me, let me back the thing. You're going to have to pay attention to you over a prolonged period of time to detect when you've become different. Because you didn't used to be so weak. Y'all ain't going to talk? You didn't used to get so emotional so fast. You didn't used to let other people's opinions stress you out the way you've been. So this is why the psalmist says in Psalm 51.10, created me a clean heart, O God. In other words, he says, some stuff has infected me. And some things infect you, some things affect you. But both have to be dealt with because they will stop you from being the weapon that you are. Creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew. This means start it over. A what? A steadfast, which means here's how we know you're different. You're not steadfast anymore, you're stagnant. You're not steadfast anymore, you're stale. You're not, watch me, even your worship is stale. It's just been the same way for 10 years. See how quiet it just got? Steadfast means consistent, always getting better. Steadfast. Uh, watch me. He says, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Why? Because some stuff has infected me. And this thing that has infected me is also affecting me. And so I'm not being the weapon that I'm supposed to be because because the enemy, all he did was let one little thing infect me. And so now you got an attitude with God because one thing didn't go your way. You're infected. Now you're mad, watch me, at all men because you had an issue with one man. You're infected. Now you're mad at all women because you had an issue with one woman and now you're infected. Let's go. Now you're mad at all pastors because you had an issue with one pastor. Because you have been infected. 
The power of the pandemic was that one person could spread something to somebody else and not know that they had received something that infected them. I'll back it up and say it again. The power of the pandemic was that you could be around somebody who infected you with something and you not know you'd been infected until you began to observe the symptoms. Then you began to try to trace it back and say, where did I get this from? But the truth is you couldn't really identify where you got it from because you had been around so many different people that it was difficult to track down where you had been. And for some of you, you ready? This is why God has had you in isolation. This is why he ain't let you be around a lot of people. He's not let you do a lot. He's not let you have a lot of friends. But trust me, your circle has been you and your mama there. You and your cousin. Y'all ain't gonna say, it's been a small, tight circle. Because God said, I don't need you getting infected with anything. Because you're about to have your best days. And I wish the devil would infect you. Lay your hands on yourself. Say things are about to get good for you. So here it is, here it is. So when you're infected, your heart is infected, and you are your heart. Say, I am my heart. In scripture, the word heart means mind. So you are your mindset. In Old Testament, the word lib, L-E-B, New Testament, the word cardia, all right, where we get our word cardiac. You are your heart. So what does he try to do? How do you know? What are some things I need to look for to see if there's an infection? You ready? Here it is. Let's go. Number one, an unsubmitted heart. See how quiet I got? And we found the infection. Um, this heart is stubborn. You have to be fought with to change even when it's proven that you're wrong. Because you want to have your truth, you don't care about the truth. You want to have your feelings, you don't care about the facts. It's quiet in here, and I promise you, you got the wrong one today. Ready? You're visually compliant. Watch me. You're visually compliant, and you confuse visual compliance with submission. You confuse the two. So, so you think because I'm visually compliant, I'm actually submitted. What is submitted? Up under remission. So the scripture teaches that we submit to God. So are you stubborn with God? Do you only, are you only visually compliant with God, but the truth is, is you really use him? You only use him when you need him to get stuff. You treat him like he's an, a deadbeat dad. Like he only shows up and you want some money from him because you don't really want a relationship because you don't really like him. Preach Bishop Kevin for me. You ready? So you're visually compliant. You do all of the right things. Not because you love him. Not because you're submitted to him. But this is what I'm supposed to do. So consequently, you, you do it from an unsubmitted place. Because submission begins where agreement ends. Which means, God, the truth is, pardon me, don't want to do that. But because I'm submitted, I will myself to do what it is that I'm supposed to do. And I tell myself, you will like what it is that he said to do because you're submitted to him. I didn't want to be a pastor because I saw how pastors got treated. And I said, God, they got one time to come at me like that. I said, God, and then a bishop, which is a pastor of pastors, I said, I don't want to do that. I said, because I know why some of the people are crazy because of who they sit up under. I have no filter today. I said, God, I don't want to do that. I said, this is not something that interests me. And then you want me to do it in Denver, Colorado? At least let me go to Houston. Let me go to Miami. Let me... 
Let, let me go to Chicago. I mean, let me, let me go somewhere, watch me, where they will like what it is that you've gifted me to give. Well, I ain't gonna have to fight to get people to serve. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Preach, Mr. Kevin. You ready? I, I said, God, not here. Not here. He said, now, look here now. This is my interpretation. Now look, and you're gonna get out on that stage. <laughs> this is my interpretation. <laughs> well, Lord, what if nothing comes out? <laughs> it's a movie, y'all. Look at somebody next to you and say, you're going to get out on that stage. So you keep saying, God, I don't want to be a manager. God, I don't want to be the vice president of the company. God, I, God, God, I don't want to move. God, I don't want to do this. God, and God is like, you're going to get out on that stage. You're going to do exactly what I told you to do, and you're going to like it too. Because submission says, not my will. Come on, 915. But your will be, I know you don't want to forgive them, but not your will. His will be done. I know you don't want to try again, but not your will. His. Come on, say, Lord, your will, your will, your will. See, when you're submitted, it means I yield to the will of who I'm submitted to. And that becomes what I desire to do. You know you're infected when you're stubborn and you just don't care. You are infected. Here's the next type of heart. We got to go unfaithful. You know you've been infected. And what does this mean? You won't be an effective weapon when your heart has become unfaithful. This heart has, become a, has been abandoned, so it abandoned if commitment isn't convenient. These are people who ghost you. These are people who walk away, but they don't tell you they're walking away. Because commitment is no longer convenient. This was cool when it was fun. This was cool when, watch me, when they didn't have nobody else to put, take their time. But now since they got a few options, commitment to you is no longer convenient. Yeah. Say, Lord, lock faithfulness in me. Here's the third type of heart, an unprincipled heart. You know you become infected, watch me, when you lie, when you're deceitful, when you are a user, and when your actions do not match your words. Don't get quiet on me Sunday morning. You were shouting about he say the best of this year to the rest of this year. And he did. But we got to get this up out of you. Because you won't be an effective weapon if you can't be trusted. Because here's why your actions have to match your words. So that you believe yourself. So that when you say, I'm getting out of debt, you believe what you told yourself. So when you say, I'm not going to have no more dysfunctional relationships, you believe yourself. You know why you don't do what you say you're going to do? Because you don't believe you. We're going to use one of them, touch your neighbors. Elbow somebody say, tell the truth to yourself. Here's the next type of heart. It's an untruthful heart. Now, here's the, here's the variance. This heart creates alternative realities to avoid rejection. When they've done something that they know or they think may get them rejected, they've not done a good job. All of us have dealt with people like this. And if you've not dealt with somebody like this, you're the one we've dealt with. You ready? When they think they've done something that's going to get them rejected, get them fired, 
get them put out, whatever. And they think they've done something. They create an alternative reality to avoid that rejection. The reason I'm doing this is because you don't really like me. Or you did it because you did a half-assed job and you knew I was going to find out that you did that. Ass is not a cuss word. In the King James Version of the Scriptures, Deuteronomy 22 and 10, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together, which refers to a donkey. A jackass is a male donkey. A jenny ass is a female donkey. That's why we have kids' church. Okay, let's go back. It's unprincipled. No, 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 no. Unfaithful. Okay. It ab- let's go. All right, all right. Untruthful, excuse me. It creates alternative realities to avoid reaction. Okay, which means it'll create a whole nother narrative that's not true. You ever had somebody make up some stuff and you're like, where are you getting that from? They needed something to justify them running. They needed something to justify them not doing what they said they were going to do. So I need you to say this. Say, Lord, lock truthfulness in me. How many of you in these first four, you've seen something that's in you? Just be, just be honest. You were Bishop Foreman. Come on, don't play them church games. Bishop, my heart is pure. You a pure D lie. That means you ain't been living. Because if you live, you'll discover it's a little something, something in there that God's got to get out. If David had to say, create a clean heart in me, who in the world do we think we are that we don't have to tell the Lord, create a clean heart within me? Here's the next one. An unsoftened heart. This means you've been infected. Your heart has become calloused, so you can't heal, nor do you forgive. You never heal. You just keep reliving the same thing. One of the reasons I didn't want to work out was not only because I wanted to keep my neck when I started going to the gym, but the other reason is because I, I, I don't like rough hands. And so, you know, I'd go to the gym, and I'd, I'd have to, you know, I'm like, this is a lot of going on here. Because what a callus is, Pay attention, is it covers to try to protect, but what it really does is it ends up creating the exact thing that it's trying to protect itself from. So a callus covers the hurt, but really all it's doing is covering it because you never heal from it. So you say, I'm healed. No, you just don't talk about it. You say, I'm over it. No, you just haven't seen them. But the moment you see them, all of a sudden you discover you ain't over what you said you were over. An unsoftened heart is a bitter heart. What's bitterness? It's the residue of a painful experience. So how are you going to be a weapon and you're bitter? Because you'll take your eyes off of the war and you'll start focusing on the bitterness. And now you type in clapback emails. You type in clapback texts. You thinking, you, you writing out points for a clapback phone call. Now I better write this down because I know when I get on the phone. Because you're bitter. It's unsoftened. And look at me. You are too blessed. Come on, 915. We're about to go. You are too blessed to be bitter. I need every blessed person in the building and online. Lift your hand and say, I'm too blessed to be bitter. Let it go. Bishop, they did me wrong. You ain't the last one they going to do wrong. They professional wrongdoers. Just thank God that you made it out the wrongdoing. Bishop, they stole from me. Call it a seed and keep it moving. Bishop, they lied to me. Call it a seed and keep it moving. Bishop, they took my self-esteem. No, they didn't. You gave it to them. 
but snatch it back up and keep it moving. Well, Bishop, they made me feel like I was nothing. You let them make you feel like you were nothing. You better pick up your identity, pick up your value, and say, if God be for me, you tell me who would dare be. Last two, an unfocused heart. If you're not focused, you've been infected. Literally, unfocused means double-souled. In James 1.8, it says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let him not suppose he'll receive anything from the Lord. This means you're unfocused, you vacillate. Am I staying or am I going? Am I winning or am I not? Am I doing it or no? So here's what you spend your day doing. You teeter-totter. Back, back, forth, and forth. Back, back, forth. But it's not cute. Because all the time you're unfocused, you're losing time. You're losing ground. You're losing windows of opportunity. Because there's certain things you got to do by the deadline. And if you're unfocused, you vacillate back and forth. And by the time you're ready to make a decision, the window is passed. Here's good news. If God's letting us hear this today... He's telling us, your windows have not passed. I need to get you focused between now and the end of this year. You're going to use one of them touch your neighbors. Touch them. Say, your window is still open. Tell them your opportunity is still open. It's not too late. Focus. Focus. Last one. Last one. Last one. You're going to go home and focus. You're going to get to work tomorrow and focus. Say, I will be focused. Ready? Here's the last type of heart. Here's how you know your heart's been infected. Why is this important? Because if you've been infected and you are your heart and you are a weapon, you won't be a good weapon if your heart's infected. It's like being a sick soldier. We have to snatch you off the battlefield because your infection is infecting an unthankful heart. Uh-oh. An unthankful heart. This heart is unappreciative. You know you've been injected when you have an entitlement mentality. <laughs> That's the least you could have done. I ain't got to do. Here's unthankful. Not feeling or showing gratitude. So during this Thanksgiving season, question, have you become unthankful? Oh, because you got your little car. And you got your little house. And you got your little relationship. And you got your little 2,000 followers on Instagram. And you got four likes on your on your selfie. Oh, so now you you so now you think you did that? Oh, you're a six-figure earner now, but you think you did that? Oh, you're a millionaire now. Praise God. You think you did that? Oh, you found somebody that makes you smile. 
Well, you said that about the last one. If I was you, I'd keep God first. Say something to me. If I was you, I'd keep God first. Because people will change on you. Hey, you're smiling on Sunday and cussing on Tuesday. <laughs> okay, so, 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 so you're doing good now. You don't have the struggles that you had anymore. You don't have the issues that you had anymore. But has this made you unthankful? Has this made you ungrateful? See, God says, I'm looking for some people that every little thing I do, they tell me thank you. We're going home. God says, I'm looking for some people that every little thing I do, they tell me thank you. Somebody hand you a $5 bill. You're like, thank you, Jesus. Somebody move out the way for you on the road. Thank you, Jesus. You get an email saying you did a great job. Thank you, Jesus. You get a good doctor's report. Thank you, Jesus. 915. Every thankful person on three, I just want you to release a thankful praise in this building and online. God, I thank you for every little thing. I thank you for every big thing. I thank you for every small thing. I thank you for every great thing. One, two, three, go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. First Thessalonians. Everybody stand in the building and the line. Everybody stand. First Thessalonians 5.18. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful. Then he says, and continually give thanks to God, which means as the weapon that I am. Say, I'm a weapon. I got to constantly tell him, thank you. Father, thank you for trusting me with this trouble. God, thank you for trusting me with this issue. God, thank you for trusting me with this problem. God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Several people, when they went to open their eyes, they opened them on the other side of eternity. Thank you, God, that I can use both of my legs. I wish I would be still doing praise and worship. There are some people that don't have legs to move. I wish I would not lift my hands. There's some people that don't have hands to lift. I wish I would be silent. If I don't give him praise, he'll make a rock. Right where you're at, I just want us to take in this building, I know line, we're done. Just take 20 seconds and just begin to thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. You can't be a thankless soldier. You can't be a thankless weapon. You can't be a thankless weapon. You can't be a thankless weapon. Come on, I need to hear you, 915. Open your mouth and just thank him. Thank him for where you're at. Thank him for what he's brought you through. Thank him for what he's about to do. Thank him that he's never left you. Thank him that he's never forsaken you. That song we sang earlier, you hold my hand. Every time I hear that hand, tears start running down my face. Because I reminded of every time I had to walk through something where I thought it was just me. But how he held my head. <laughs> and no mountain is going to stop you. And no giant is going to block you. Come on, let me hear your thankfulness in this building and online. 
Come on, 915, let me hear your thankfulness in this building and online. With your heads bowed and eyes closed in the building and online, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord to be sure. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, you slip your hand up in this building. Online, you do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Wherever you are at, today is your day. He's not mad at you. He loves you with an unconditional love. Black, white, tall, short, Hispanic, Asian, South African, Zimbabwean, Kenyan, whatever. Everybody's included. Absolutely nobody is excluded. Jesus died for everybody, including the people we don't like. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't be mad at nobody. They going through their own stuff too. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On the count of three, slip that hand up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji, say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame, y'all. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall... Or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today, come on, say it now, 15, say today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, text Harvest to 55498 or scan the QR code, enter the option for salvation. Most Christians fall away 90% within two years because they don't know what to do next. Let me walk you through what to do next. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Anything uncovered spoils. Bible says that we are like sheep. And Jeremiah 3 says he gives every sheep a shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world, because this is spiritual. Say it's spiritual. Oh, Mr. Foreman, how do I know you're my shepherd? I've never met you. You don't have to meet me. This is spiritual. This is a spiritual connection that transcends geographic location. If I'm your shepherd, connect. We want you to be a part of the family. No previous search experience necessary. You text Harvest to 55498 and enter the option for Join HC, for Join Harvest Church, and you can be a part of the family. Look at the person next to you say, we're accepting new sheep. And of course, we always are, right? The doors of the church are open. <laughs> Who grew up old school church where they used to say that? Our doors are always open. And we're a hybrid church, which means they open everywhere all the time, right? Listen, some of you came in late, you weren't able to give. Get that ready. We're going to sow the seal into this word. And I heard the Lord just a moment ago. We're going to sow uh, for the remaining days in this year. There's 31 days in September. There are four days left this month. We're going to sow 35. That's our seed today. Last night on the pop-up, some of y'all's counting of the days. 45. <laughs> what you talking about? I'm just messing. That's our seed today. What are we sowing for? We're covering every day of the rest of this year. Believing the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year. Did y'all get some out of this word today? You're a weapon. As a weapon, you are your heart. If the enemy wants you to be an ineffective weapon, he injects stuff into your heart so that you're an infected soldier. But that will not be your story. I said that will not be your story. How can you sow the seal? Cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Home with the number two. I just gave through text to give. Text the amount to 84321. Tap the link in a Harvest Church. When you see RV, that's where you want to be. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, that's available. Hello at harvestchurch.church. Venmo is Harvest Church Give. If you want to mail it, P.O. Box 441004, 
Aurora, Colorado, 844. I love you, Harvest. I want to read the end of 1 Thessalonians 5. Look at the end of it. It says, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. They're going to put it up. Say, this is his will for me to be thankful. Bishop, what is God's will for my life? Be thankful. And when you're thankful, he'll show you the next step. He's not showing you the next until you're thankful for the current. Say, Lord, thank you. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, Bishop, I don't have the 35. Get as close as you can to it. But I encourage everybody to sow something to lock this word in. The rest of this year will be the best of this year. Say, Father, I seal the word that I've heard. The rest of this year will be the best of this year for me. I believe it from the top of my head and the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters to Passing here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're free to go. I'll be down front in just a moment to meet and greet you. For my online family, don't forget, replays today at 1115, 4, and 7. For my Atlanta family, remember, our interest services will be online today only at the times I just mentioned. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Once you Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So... Just text the word DECISION to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. day my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info i wanted to protect my employees and my clients so i checked out sisa's secure our world they've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats first teach employees to recognize and report phishing next require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication and finally turn on automatic updates for your business software to learn more, go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world.